In order for electricity to flow properly, it first must be connected to a powerful source. Ladies and gentlemen, we introduce to you The Plug, People Living Under Grace, a podcast that's designed to connect all of us to the God of our salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. Dive in with us weekly as we talk about hot topics such as families, relationships, politics, you name it, we talk about it. So grab your popcorn, grab your favorite friend or your loved one, because the plug is on, and get ready to get plugged in. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Plug, People Living Under Grace. I'm Joseph A. I'm Brian I'm Dominic Suarez. Here we go. No, my friend, you never know. Okay. You, you never know. Hey, it. it's good. It's good. It's good. So should we listen through? That was a remake. Damn. That was the remake. I'll just plug. make sure you're ready. Okay. You're listening to The Plug, People Living Under Grace. I'm Joseph A. I'm Dominique Suarez. I'm Sharday B. And I'm Brian B. So, Mr. Scott, we're happy that you're back. I, we got a lot of feedback the last time that we were that we had you. I mean, people thought that the recording that we did was live when we premiered it, and oh, they were constantly asking us questions. So, we were doing our absolute gospel best to to go back into our notes to answer those questions. And we think we did a pretty good job, but we wanted to have you come back and also be a part of our financial Fridays when we have them because you have you are a wealth of information. So, I think Charday knows exactly where we left off the last time. We were talking about LLCs, and then we were talking about um, invest. We started to talk about investments and and all that other great stuff. Yeah, we didn't get deep into it, but we did. We talked about um, cleaning up your credit and then we went into the LLCs. And before we can I know you got the ABCs of the, you know, our financial Friday. So we wanted to keep the order that you wanted to go in as far as continuing what we were talking about. But we did leave off on the LLCs. And I think we were getting into investing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so by what. Which. Let's see. So let's start with LLCs. A lot of people ask the question, should I get an LLC? I always say yes. You know what I mean? An LLC is a limited liability company, not corporation, limited liability company. Um, You can go to your state uh, website and you can do it there. You can do it yourself for probably under $500. Go to LegalZoom or your local attorney, they're probably going to charge you a little bit more. Um, I think you should run your life through the LLC. And and here's here's why I say that. When you get paid, the first thing you pay, the first thing you pay out of your paycheck, taxes. Right? You get paid, you pay taxes, you get the rest. Well, in a business, it's the opposite. You make revenue, you spend it on expenses. And then at the end, you pay taxes on what's left over. So if you handle your business properly, you won't have much left over to pay taxes on. Therefore, you won't have to pay a lot of taxes. Right. So you can buy your car through an LLC, buy your house through an LLC. Um, you know, all the things that you buy, furniture, all of that stuff can be a part of the LLC so that at the end of the year, you can actually end up writing it off. So if we purchase through the LLC, the LLC has to be attached to a business bank account, right? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So, that, so that's the first thing. We do. What you would do is you would create the LLC, which is the name. You do a name search. You see if anybody else out there has that same name. 
after you get all of that done, you'll get your uh, articles of incorporation, which shows that the business has actually been set up. Then you'll go, you'll open up a bank account. Once again, you know, I suggest you go to Navy Federal, but you can go wherever you want to go. I had an issue with Navy Federal. We got to talk about that. Okay, okay, (laughs) okay. I I got you. I got you on that. Uh, Go to Navy Federal or whatever, whatever. Just open up a bank account. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you got your LOT, you got your bank account, and, you know, you're ready to go. So what if, like, say we didn't open up an LLC, well, the business bank account in Navy Federal? It don't make a difference. I, I just I just like Navy Federal, but it, you can open up a business bank account anywhere. Okay. 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 Yeah. A- okay. Anyway, does, I just you know I'm partial to Navy Federal. But yeah. Yeah. I. I, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, account too. As soon as we hung up last time, we signed up. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I'm, what I'm that is, the, the business allows you to get tax write-offs because remember we talked about credit last time. Mm-hmm. So when you couple your good credit along with the LLC, now you can get business credit. So you have credit on the personal side and credit on the business side. But you're always going to get higher limits on the business side than you will on the personal side. So how do you how do you build the business credit, though? Well, let me give you the short version. Okay. The short version is on the personal side, you have a credit score. Right. On the business side, you have what's called a pay deck score. Mm -hmm. When your pay deck score gets to be 80 or above, at that point, the business can, um, you know, do business on its own without a personal guarantor. Right. So how do you get there? You open up the business is what I suggest. Now, there are a number of ways of doing it. It's just what I suggest. Mm -hmm. Go to Office Depot. Get a little account there. Go to uh, Home Depot. There's a place called Uline, U-L-I-N-E. You can go there. Um, there are a few other places, just little places where you can get you know, credit. You may be able to go to HSN or some other of these places, go to Dell or whatever, and, and use um, your personal credit to open up these accounts. Buy a little something, spend $20, $30, whatever, so they can start to report to your your um your, your business credit file. Now, if you have good credit, then what you have to do is you use your personal credit as a personal guarantor for the business to get credit. Then over time, right, just like anything else, over time, the business will build up its pay deck score, and then you'll be able to get credit without using your personal credit score, and the business can stand on its own. So, um, so it, say if, like, say for instance, somebody goes to Home Depot, do they, and they would, they would have to use their tax ID and personal guarantor. They'll tell them that we want to open up a business account. Yes. Yeah, you, you would go to the pro desk or you can call in, you can go to Home Depot.com, uh, the home, home Depot.com and you can open it up. You can open up one there. So, oh, one other thing, I would suggest that you go to DNB, that's David. And Bravo with DNB, which stands for Dun and Bradstreet, DNB.com, um, and get your your Dun's number, D-U-N-S number, because your Dun's number is it's almost like your EIN number 
which is you know your social security number for, for the business you know it's interesting like they don't teach like we talked about this last show like they don't teach us any of this in regular education of high school any type of fundamental teaching so, but why it, would they because i mean it the system the system isn't broken for them it's broken for us so i mean well I, I, it's broken for them too it's broken for them too for the most part what right. happens is when you when you understand the school system and why it was designed it was not designed to make you rich it was designed to create uh a better employee you know mm-hmm. a, a, a right more educated employee mm-hmm. Right. It was never designed to make you rich. That's why they don't teach that stuff. True. Teachers, right? It's not that you and I don't know. The teachers that taught you in school, they don't know either. Right. Right. That's true. Right? Right. They wouldn't be teachers, so, most likely. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? True. Because they're not making a whole lot of money. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not creating generational wealth by being teachers. You know? No. And that's because, you know, it, it's like I, like I said, and, and it's the cash flow, not cash. Right. Mm. Cash flow. There's a group out, um, like I think it was back in the 60s, called the Dale Group. And they did a study, and it's called the Cone of Learning. Um, and let me ask you guys, and maybe you already know the answer. Do you know what the best two ways of learning anything are? Um, best two ways? Yes. The top two. Trial and error. I wouldn't say trial and error. I would say yes, trial and error. Yeah. Is it trial and error? Trial and error. It's, it's oh. one. They call it. They say firsthand experience. Yeah. Right? Firsthand experience. Trial and error. Okay. What would be the second one? Learning. Research. Studying. Research. Yeah. I'm... Not afraid of failing. Reading. Simulation. Games. Right. So. You can't, an astronaut can't go back and forth to the moon every day and practice. You have to go into a simulated environment and practice. But if you can't do it firsthand experience, then you can simulate that experience, right? And that's the next best. Can you guess what the two works are? Hmm, not trying. Reading and writing. Really? Wow. Get out of here. That's what they teach you in school, right? Yeah. Right. The opposite right. of what we should do. You know what I mean? And, and it's just it's just so funny how, you know, when we're in school and we have a test and you look over at the other, you know, your friend's paper, that's called cheating. Mm-hmm. But in the real world, success is a team game. Mm. It's not an individual. That's true. You know I mean? So we have to get together. So school is just actually backwards from actually real life and what you should do if your goal is to become financially free. I mean, they, they don't even, you know, approach that at all. But like I said, if you have the basics, if you understand assets and liabilities, you know, you understand the difference between um, cash and cash flow. And mm-hmm. you know, people say, I buy everything cash. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I, I don't, I don't have any debt. Well, I, I guess that's a good way to go. I mean, I, I don't think of, Rich, I don't think that's the way the rich do it, right? They, you know, they have OPM, you know, and they leverage you know, and things of that nature, right? Oh, so, um, we did have a question. Um, yeah. uh, the question is, what if you finance the furniture or purchase through credit? 
what if you finance the furniture? Uh, are they asking for either or, which is better? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it just depends. Let me give you a scenario where it's good and where it's bad. It's good if you don't have any credit and you're trying to build credit. Right. But it's it's consumer debt is bad because when you buy a couch, it's a couch. A table is a table, right? It's what it's what Robert Kiyosaki calls a doodad. It's not really a liability per se, but it's one of those things that can rob you of your wealth, right? Because when you when you buy a table, it's just a table. You haven't really done anything. You haven't really invested in anything. So um, I wouldn't say anything against it. Like I said, if you need a table, and you, the only way you can buy it is through financing it. Um, you know. She was asking, they, they, yeah, right. Valerie was asking for when you're purchasing for your business. It was a follow up question to it. I'm sorry, say that one more time. When purchasing oh, Valerie, for a business. Go ahead. When purchasing for a business, which one? Yeah, so, so the same. For? Yeah, the, sim, the I, same. Person I would, I would definitely um, finance it. If the business can sustain the payment, I would finance it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't pay cash. But you know, if you want to pay cash, you can. And at the end of the year, uh, you can you can write it off, you know, depending on on what it is that you buy. Um, so, but for the most part, if I was trying to build my business credit, I would go ahead and finance it. Gotcha. That's good, good to know. I mean, it's it's interesting because when you look at the way in which, as you said, Mr. Scott, that we're conditioned to, you know, constantly work. My grandfather always attributes the working class or the or the working poor as still a part of a, a Slovakracy. Um, that is, it's nothing that we can never get to the top, you know, because the system wasn't designed or built for us to us commoners to get to the top. So, and it does get frustrating. I mean, it, it does get frustrating, but it's and one of the things I can say here's you know, as an older gentleman, here's what I would offer you, you guys mm-hmm. is you, you got time. See, I, I would switch with you if I could be as young as you guys are, but know what I know today. Right. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I, 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 you know what I'm saying? But it would, like, anybody that want to switch, let me know. <laughs> Get a lamp, pump the lamp, and we can switch. But it feels like, you know what's crazy? It feels like, and I was talking to a family member, it's, it feels like being 32, it feels like a, like so much of wasted time that, you know, I can say for myself, and a lot of that had to do with me. But, you know, when you get to a place, it's like, you know, you constantly know what you want and you write these write the vision and make it plain. But then when you're looking at, you know, other situations and scenarios, it's like, wow, you know, I can attain that. And I think achievement comes from being able to first believe that you can. Let me me caution you on this. Okay, you need to have blinders on. Do not judge your life by what you see. Right. Because you don't know what that other person has been through. Right. You have no idea. Sure. Set your goal, your vision, your path, and then get to walking. But if you keep looking, looking back and looking this way, looking that way, it takes away from what you're doing. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Because your vision is your vision. Right. Your vision is not the next person's vision. Right. They may want to be trillionaires. You may not want to be a trillionaire. You may just want a house and two kids and a dog and a you know, a White House and a picket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because somebody else has mega success doesn't actually mean that you have to have that type of success. Right. True. What's for you is for you. 
What's for them is for them. Right. Right? Mind your business. Right. <laughs> Instead of worrying about their business. Because, right, it takes right. time. It does. If you worry about their business, then my question is, are you working on your business? Because you can't be doing both. Right. right. You can't be working on yours and worrying about theirs at, at the same time. But back to my point about time is, so at 32, if I told you, listen, just give me five years of your time. Just five. And after those five, you could do whatever you want to do. You'd be 37. 37? <laughs> Talking about doing whatever you want to do with the rest of your life? Right. Is this somewhere we need to sign for this? Right. Well, that's what I was about to say, because I can't get the pen and paper right now. Like, I, I'll give you five years of my I got, I got the pen right here. Okay. Okay. All right, let's go through it. Let's, let's go through it. Okay. Okay. First things first. I want you to go to Excel. In Excel, they have spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. Spreadsheets on budgeting and household and you know amortization and things like that. I want you to get that budgeting uh, and household bill spreadsheet. Put all your information into the spreadsheet because you got you got to know what's going on. Right. Right. You got to know where your money is, how much it is, and please don't forget the miscellaneous column. I don't know if it's in that spreadsheet. Because I'm sure there's things you spend money on that are not household bills or this thing and the other, you know what I mean? But those are the things that you need to know about. So don't forget the miscellaneous column. Okay. Okay. Do that. Now you have a clear vision of where your money is, right? Where's it? the money's coming in, right? Where's it going? Let me also encourage you to pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. Usually what we do is we get our money. We pay everybody else, and now there's nothing left over for us. I don't mm-hmm. have money to invest. I don't have money to do this. I don't have money to do that. But yeah, George, you just pay Georgia Power and all the rest of it. You know what I mean? So try to budget your money where you pay yourself first, at least 10%, mm-hmm. and then pay everybody else. Okay? So we, we got the budget part there. Now, don't forget that our goal is to buy assets that produce income. That's our goal. So everything we do has got to be towards that. Mm-hmm. Okay, did that. Now uh, you're going to work on your credit. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not going to quit your job or none of that because right, long-term goals uh, help short-term disappointment. Mm-hmm. You mess up today, you still got time to get back on the horse you got five years, not five hours. Right. Yeah. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll get your credit together. Okay, let's talk about that. We're gonna go to annualcreditreport.com. This is the beginning of the year. You're gonna pull your credit reports from there. If it doesn't work for some reason, um, then you can default to credit karma. Um, what I don't like about credit karma is you only get two credit scores. Mm-hmm. You only get you only get your transunion. Yeah. And I think you're Equifax. You don't get your experience. Okay. Um, so. And that's not always even right either. But that, I'm getting to that. That's the good part. <laughs> that's the good part. So, so we're going to get the credit reports, right? We're going to get all three. Two won't work. You really, you need all three because we need to see what's going on. Um, first thing you're going to do is look at the names and addresses that are on your credit report. Because what they do is they, they tend to report addresses that you've had previously mm-hmm. and phone numbers and things like that. And that's how 
creditors find you. Mm. As they look at your credit report, they do a skip trace. There's your credit report. They say, oh, yeah, he used to work here. So this is his other phone number. And now they're calling you. So what you want to do is set um, that has your driver's license and your social security number showing that this is you. This is your full name. It's not some other name. Mm-hmm. And ask them to erase or delete all of the previous phone numbers and addresses and only have your current information. Who do we mail that? Who do we uh, To the credit bureaus, to Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. So do we have to mail it like uh, like how you told us before? Like, um... yeah, I would. Anytime you're dealing with the credit bureaus, I would always send it uh, certified. Certified. And is it between two days or can that be No, sent? no, no. No, no, no. You can send it that. This is just an update your information. Right. So you send that to them so they got the right act. Current, this is your current address, current phone number, current employment, and not anything previous. So do we have to write anything? Like what? What like do we write in a letter? Like we just so, say. So so when you see the credit report, you'll see all the different addresses and phone numbers they have for you. Ask them to delete that. Okay. And it doesn't reflect the current information. Okay. You know what I mean, and and you can say it's highly injurious. That's... You know my my credit profile. Okay. And then they'll take that off now. At that part, right? Mm-hmm. Next, now you're going to send letters. Everything that's on your credit report is negative. You're going to dispute it by asking for verification of the debt. And if you guys get with me, um, um, Brian, do you did I send you the credit repair mm-hmm. with all the letters? Yeah, I still got the, the original one that you sent me. Yeah, so I mean that that one's still good. I mean I've updated it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to get the updated one, yeah. you know, send me an email and I'll send it to you. But okay. anyway, so so you want to do verification and what you're asking the credit bureau. Let me step back one minute. And let me tell you why we're doing what we're doing. There's two sides to credit, right? There's the debt side, and there's the legal side. We're not saying that you don't owe the debt. What we're disputing is the legality of the credit bureau to put it on your credit report without doing what they're supposed to do as it relates to the Federal Credit Reporting Act. Okay. So that's why we're we're saying we're disputing the validity of them putting it on our report, not that we owe it or not. So we're going to send a verification letter to the three credit bureaus asking them to verify the debt. Send us debt instruments that show that we are actually responsible for the debt. Nine times out of ten, they can't do it because the collection agencies, they don't store information like that. You know, they don't have the original contract that you signed with American Express five years ago. They don't, that's not what they do. So, if they cannot verify the debt, then they must take it off. So we're going to send them the information. We're going to stay on them. Now, it takes a little time. That will come off in, you know, some will come off in 30 days, yeah. 60 days, 90 days. You know, it's a process. But remember, this is a five-year journey. Right. See? We're talking five years now. We're not talking five days, five hours. So, it, you know, it'll take a little time. You know, maybe <laughs> 90 days, you know, something <laughs> like that. 
I was going to ask you about inquiries and how we can get those off, but then you said it's a five-year process. And, no, no, uh, same thing. Same thing. From what I told, yeah, it takes two years, right, to get an inquiry well, off they, here. They will fall off um, themselves every 24 months. But it's the same thing. You can write a verification letter to the credit bureaus asking them to verify the fact that you got that inquiry. Mm-hmm. And most likely they cannot. They'll right. take them off. I just um, wanna... Unless you have a whole lot of inquiries, they're not that dangerous to your credit. Those are right. that's that's the the lowest thing that will affect your credit. Yeah, is, is I, that. I just want to hold on. I just want to say um, we have one person that asked Valerie. She was asking again, how much should we pay ourselves? I don't know if she heard your um, answer, but you said at least ten percent. At least ten percent to try to do ten percent. So yes. we just wanted to kind of put that out yeah. there. Yeah, and I know oh. like. Um, oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead, Brian. Go ahead. I was going to say, I know, like, when you, uh, when we sent those letters in, like, mm-hmm. the inquiries dropped off for, like, a couple of months for us. Like, yeah, it came right off. Like, because they couldn't verify it. Like you said, right. they don't have the original document that we signed. Right. And they just, they just took it right off. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to need copies of those letters. <laughs> uh, say that again? I need help writing those letters out. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. I got you. Thank you. Send me an email. I'll, I'll send it to you. No, no problem. Okay. Um, so once we do that, the credit score should be decent. See, for so the first tier that we're trying to get to is at least 640. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go 640, 680, 730, and then sky's the limit after that. So once we do that, then it's about utilization, right? Making sure that you make the payments. you got to make those payments. And then I don't know if we discussed the difference between the due date Yes. And, it's, and the statement, and the statement date. date. Okay, yep. so remember, the statement date is the most important because that's what gets reported to the credit bureau. Right. Is what you have left over. Okay. On the, on the statement. And we want to keep that as low as possible and definitely under 30%. If we want our score to continually to go up, we need to have it between 2% and 9%. To keep the score stable, just keep it under 30%. Right? Okay, so now after we after we did that, then remember the goal is to buy assets. So mm-hmm. if you, uh, I guess you like to write, you want to write a book, fine, you can you can write a book, right? Because we book when you write a book, that creates residual income, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you do music or whatever. My passion is real estate. That's what I like. I like real estate, and I would suggest that. Most people do it. So because that's my passion, let's get into it. Get your credit together. You can buy a, a four family right now with HUD, I mean with FHA for three and a half percent down with a 580 credit score. Mm. So you're a young man, you're a young woman, whatever, you know, you, you want to get into real estate. Okay, fine. Then why not find a duplex? So, question. Move one side and run out the other side. Question. So, like, say if, like, we wanted to buy a property, right? Yeah. Um, like, say, because we already have a, a property, but we want to buy another one to rent out, right? Right. Um, are, how do you go about the fact of, like, the maintenance of, are we responsible for that? Or do we go through a company? Or, you know, how does that go? Um, your first one. Well, you're always, you are always responsible if you're the owner. 
Right. Are you always responsible? Um, so let's say you're not good with toilets and fixing stuff. You're not good with that. Then what you'll do is when you buy, before you buy the property, one of the expenses that you will you will put into your budget is getting a company. I think it's one that's called like REI or RCI or something like that. And what they are is they're a maintenance company. Mm-hmm. So you can get a maintenance contract from them, for maybe $50 a month, $75 a month or whatever it is. And you give that number to the tenant. Oh. So when there's a problem, they call them. Right. They don't call you. Okay. My mom used to have that, like, um, it was part of like an insurance type of deal thing. So our issue, and just like hearing Brian ask that question, my husband can fix anything. So Uh our mind frame has always been, let's gain some properties. At the end of the day, if something breaks down, he can just take care of it. And that way we're keeping money in house. But the difficulty that I'm finding is coming up with a three and a half percent down with everything being so expensive, rent being so high, um, having children, like not being good with managing my money. Like it's just, the down payment stuff is the hardest thing for me. It it takes time. If you want to go that route, it it takes time. So what happens is, so let's talk about it for a minute. Um, Why do you think you have such difficulty managing your money? What do you think the biggest obstacle is? Um, I don't know. I said in our last year, like I've always been really good at math, like solving math equations. But when it comes to actually managing money, I always fall short. Um, I don't know. I guess just not prioritizing what's a necessity and what's not. What can I live without? Of, what can my kids live without? Because I hate when they need something. God forbid if winter hits and their parents are high water. Okay, now I got to buy up the whole pants aisle, you know, to make sure that they have. But the question is, do you really have to? Because what happens is this. It's one thing to say you want something. But it's a whole nother thing to go after it. To do what it takes to sacrifice today so that they can have tomorrow. But you can't do both. Right. You, you, you can't live in the present and the past. You're right. And if you, you, you got to you got to stay in the present. And so if you say, well, my goal is to buy a house, uh, buy a single family home and rent it out and just any other. OK, well, then it comes with sacrifices. Right. I mean, that's just, you know, the, the bottom line. I think one of the things that, that might help um, it's what I call the, the piggy bank strategy. If you get three piggy banks. and Put, let's say, start off with a penny. Put a penny in each piggy bank every day. And then when that becomes easy, move up to a nickel. When that becomes easy, move up to a dime, a quarter, so on and so forth. And so it's not really... It's going to take me years to get the money I need. No no no, 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 no. It's a mindset. It's a right. mindset. Not so much, it's not so much the money as it is, right? Like, like Joseph said, it's the mindset. It's the discipline. Right. Of doing it. You know what I mean? And then once you do it, you're like, oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you get, and so like when you get to a quarter, you put all 50 cents or 75 cents or whatever, you take that little money and, you know, maybe you buy yourself something or reinvest it or, you know, buy a penny stock or or whatever it is. But it's just to get in the habit of, it's like tithing, Mm. right? 
you can make up all kind of excuses. Well, you know, I had to pay this, I had to pay that. You know what I'm saying? Will a man rob God? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. So you have to be disciplined. If, if you want to get to where you want to get to, or where you are to where you want to be, you're sacrificing. Believe me. When you hear about people who are successful, Steve Harvey and other people, they slept in their car. They didn't have anything. You know what I'm saying? People have stories, but because they didn't have a plan B, the only thing they had was a plan A. And so they went for it. You know what I mean? Well, it took time. They say it takes 10 years to create an overnight sensation. That's because you never heard of that person. Right. But because you didn't hear of them, didn't mean that they were singing in dive bars and, you know, all of that stuff. It's just that by the time it got to your radar, mm. yeah, you're like, oh, where did that person come from? They have been singing for 10 years. You didn't know nothing about them. You know? So you can do it. You can do it. Now, aren't you in California? I am. I, I wouldn't I'm buy living. me in California. California is too expensive. I'm telling you, my <laughs> friend lives in San Diego, and she said she just put an offer on the house, and she went twenty five thousand over asking price because she knows how they're getting down out there. Yeah, and the uh, sellers told her straight up, "We're not entertaining any offer that's not thirty five thousand over what we're asking." Now, what What I would do is I would do wow. called virtual wholesaling, and you can do virtual wholesaling with little to no money, and that's a whole nother thing. But I'd love to teach you guys how to make, you know, $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month with, with not using your credit or cash or anything like that. Just going around, finding houses, uh, skip tracing the owners, and then being the middle person, right? Because you have a seller and you have a buyer. Then you have you in the middle as the syndicator. And so when you learn to do that, you can do that and you can make plenty of money without cash or credit. And then you can use that money. Teach me the way. <laughs> <laughs> then you can use that money to to move forward. And, and here's one other thing when it comes to, to buying property. I would say it's better to buy multifamily properties than single family properties. Let me let me add a caveat to that. I would buy single family properties if I did Section 8. Mm. Here's why. Look what's happening now. Mm-hmm. You have a whole bunch of landlords who have people in their properties, they're not paying because of COVID. Now you're stuck because you got one house, one tenant. Whereas if you bought a multifamily, if you bought four families, you might only need two to pay the mortgage. Therefore, you know, it's still going up in value, but you're, you're not negative. You know what I mean? You're not worried about paying the mortgage because somebody's already paying it. My mom's, uh, she had a tenant that was on Section 8, and she said the government on the first deposited her money faithfully. She never had to question it, nothing. Yeah. It was yep. the difference that she was like, okay, you're going to give me the difference. A lot of times it's very, hard, it's very hard to get the little difference money. Very hard to get that money. But, um, you know, it doesn't always make it. Sometimes $24, you know, $25, stuff like that. And because you're, you're making your cash flow on the bulk of what they're giving you. You don't really harass them about that that little bit of money. Um, so get your credit together, right? Now you got your credit and you got business credit. So I'm just going to use a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand dollars, three and a half percent is what uh, about fifty five hundred dollars or something like that. 
If you got good credit, you can go to Navy Federal and get a $10,000 credit card. $5,000 credit card. Done. So it's really not that hard, but it, it takes time. But if you work on it, you'll be further along in the next 90 days if you if you do the things that I'm that I'm telling you to do. Um, and then you can just start from there, right? And you just build on it. At the end of this year, you'll be much for you, you'll be surprised how far you'll be. If you just systematically be intentional, work on those things, work on your credit. You know, look around. And, and what I talked about, um, you know, the cone, the cone of learning and the two best ways of learning anything. So Robert Kiyosaki has a, a game. It's called Cash Flow 101. And when you play the game, the game is, is the most closest thing I've seen to business in real life. Because mm-hmm. you get, you know, it, it says like, so you get a card and it says, so would you rather buy, you know, Wendy's or would you rather buy something else? And so you're like, two Wendy's? Like, why would I, you know, but it's a thinking game because the goal is why? To, to have assets that produce income that will exceed your expenses and liabilities so that you don't have to work anymore, right? All your assets will be paying for your expenses. So today, you guys are programmed to go after income. I need a job. I need a job. I need I need income. I need you know I mean I need to find me a job. But the job is not the only way to get income. Do you know that the number one way in the last couple of years has been something they call affiliate marketing? People have made more money in affiliate marketing than I mean I know a guy right now personally he makes a hundred thousand dollars a month. I meant to ask you about that. And affiliate marketing. We talked about that last time. I need some details with that. And, and really, all, all that is is selling somebody else's product. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, so, should, we should do that, uh, guys. I we should do that, guys. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. Why not, no reason, right? No reason. The internet is a game changer. The definitely internet. is. The largest corporation in the world is an internet-based company. Mm. Amazon, mm-hmm. Facebook is internet-based. YouTube, Instagram, you name it, Snapchat, Clubhouse, they're all internet-based. And they're not that old. 20 years ago, there wasn't no Instagram. You couldn't get an Instagram 20 years ago. Mm-mm. No Snapchat, none of that. These are new. Wow. The internet has been around for a while, yeah. but the, but but these apps that right on top of the internet that allow us to communicate to where we're doing and things like that is new. They're, they're young young men and women uh, on the internet, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, making five, six, seven thousand dollars a month. Because why? The internet is not a gatekeeper. It could be black, white, green, brown, tall, dark. The internet doesn't care. Right. Because mm. you're not just selling to your community or next door, you're selling to the world. Mm. So if you if you create a product and you put it on eBay, everybody's trying to buy that product. Right. It's not just the people in the US. All around the world, people are trying to buy it. Right? If you sell a book, if you sell a course, if you sell a painting or whatever it is, mm. but on the internet, 
lots of people. So one of the things that I would definitely suggest that you learn as a core skill in these days and times is marketing. Marketing and sales, <laughs> right? Marketing and sales. And if you get those two down, that's it. It's over. So I had a question real quick. What do you say to a person that wants, because we kind of, kind of veer for, which is good, the, the conversation about debt. Yes. What do you say to a person that, because you mentioned it earlier, and I want to kind of tag back on it, to a person that says they don't, because nobody really, I know people here, we don't like debt. Like, we just want to get rid of it. But what do you say to the mindset of wanting to get rid of debt, have no debt, as opposed to having some debt, paying it off as far as credit? And what were you saying to that? Because you mentioned something about it, but I wanted to get clarity on that. Well, basically, you have good debt and bad debt. Okay. So there is a such thing as good debt versus bad debt. I think so. Okay. So my, I mean, you know, it might be debatable, but I think that it is. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because it's the difference between buying a car and buying a four-family house. Buying a car is what? A liability. So I went out and I got a loan on a car that is a liability. But I used my credit score and somehow got 0% down and bought a four-family house that's now bringing in $1,500 a month. So you, you see the difference? Yeah. Right? So I got a credit card for $10,000, and I went to Louis Vuitton. I went to Gucci. I bought a bag. I bought you know some space. I bought the children a whole bunch of clothes for wintertime. <laughs> the whole the whole uh, pants department, Dominique. Yeah, I bought a whole <laughs> pants department. Mr. Scott came car. for you. Mr. Scott came for you. I didn't even come for you, Deez. That was you. He didn't. He just came for you. He just said the winter time. That was the key point. Winter time. Come on, Brian and Charlie. Help me out here. Right. So I'm working on right. it. That's, so, so the key is just buy them half. Don't buy them the whole rack. Just start off small, you know, buy them half a rack and then. You know, you, you'll be all right. So that's the difference. The difference is taking credit and buying something that's a liability, that's bad debt. As mm -hmm. opposed to using that credit and buying an asset, that's good debt. So, oh, go ahead, Boo. Um, I had a quick question. So as far as student loan debt, like, what would you say about that as far as... um. Um, I know the whole deferment thing and if you don't pay and how it affects your credit, even down to taxes and things like that. Um, how does that affect your credit? Like, meaning, what would you say about paying it? I know you need to pay it, but I'm just saying for, can you help me out? Well, it's like anything else. Once you do that spreadsheet, you're going to put that payment in your spreadsheet, right? And you got to figure out a way to pay it. Mm. You don't pay and you put in deferment. It's right. just not. It's just not good. Right. You know what I mean. And so, usually, student loan payments are low. It's a low payment. You know what I mean. It's not like you're paying one hundred and eighty dollars a month or three hundred dollars a month or something like that. A lot of times, there's a low interest rate when it comes. So, if you could talk to them and negotiate a very low payment, then you can pay pay it until you. Um, do some of these other strategies and come up with more money, then eventually you could pay them off. But I really wouldn't worry about that too much right now. Mm. 
Probably Biden come through for us and go ahead and just just wipe it away like that. Yeah. that clothes rack. You like know, <laughs> I got I got a question. This has been I've been seeing this floating around everywhere, like people talking about it. Um, not the zoom man, right? But uh, <laughs> they playing with the features. You know yeah, play <laughs> just so y'all know, so that way y'all not totally off guard because this is a new feature. So I, I yeah, no, when Mr. Scott, when Mr. Scott no, is talking, up, please. Right. Wait, no, when Mr. Mr. Scott is talking, then I'll put it on him. So right, I'm like, wait, let me make sure I got a boogers around those. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it gives it gives us a break to be like to to rest our face for a second. Nah, yeah, we good. We good. <laughs> <laughs> but um the whole bitcoin thing what's your take on that like is like uh is that something that our generation or anybody should be investing in now because i see like oh um how it was one coin called something and it's like shot up to like i don't know like a hundred dollars and it dropped down like what what's your thoughts on bitcoin like well you know bitcoin is a product right the field is called cryptocurrency. Uh-huh. So it's really crypto is what you're talking about. Bitcoin is just a, a company in, in the crypto space. Oh, okay. Um, I think this, I think that what happens is, well, I'm confident. There's never been a currency that's been in existence for over a hundred years. I, I don't, I don't think so. So remember, I don't know if, if you guys remember, I told you last week, I mean, the last time we talked, that the dollar came into existence in 1971 mm-hmm. as a currency. But before that, we had silver certificates. Mm. So the question is, how long is the dollar going to last? Mm. I It may last my lifetime. I don't think it'll last you guys' lifetime. I, I don't think so. So there'll be something else. So will it be Bitcoin? I don't know. I think it might be some type of cryptocurrency that may come into the fold. Um, in the later years. So I, as a speculator, I might throw a couple, because I, it's my understanding you can go into your cash app and mm-hmm. buy Bitcoin in your cash mm-hmm. app. Mm-hmm. So I don't think at this point it hurts. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you can put 2 or $3 or $5, you know, or something like that, or the 10% that, you know, um, you can squeeze another 10% and put it over there. I don't think it'll hurt long term. I mean, but I think that um, you should definitely take a look at buying gold and silver. Okay, I, along with Bitcoin, so, gold and silver is is God's money. You know what I mean? Right, and right. It has value everywhere, no matter right. where you go in the world. It has it has value. How do you how do you exactly buy gold and silver? Like, do you just go like? Um, well, go to my mind. You can and- go. You can. Uh, yeah, I see Ooh. it. I see it. Oh, look at you, Talking about she ain't got no money. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, right. It's all on her this necklace. Was an heirloom, <laughs> <laughs> as well as my seventeen. My grandpa just. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So you can go to a um to a store, actually, and buy buy a coin a coin store, mm-hmm. and you can buy Kennedy silver dollars, the pure silver dollars. I think you can buy a rack for about two hundred and forty dollars or something like that. But what would you do with it though? Like hold on to it. Just hold on to it. Save it, because you'll find you'll find what happens is as the dollar goes down, most likely commodities and which is gold and silver go up. Mm. 
And I feel like I'm partly seeing that now with COVID coming. People don't want to use cash. Everything needs to be. And then our debit cards now have those three lines that they can just, you can just tap it and then it's done. You know, um, companies are swaying away from using physical money. Yeah. And there are a lot of companies, a lot of countries that are phasing the dollar out. So what are that's they using? That, that's that one world currency that's coming well, into effect. That's, one that's world. That's, that's, that's entire prophecy. Yeah, every every month we send money to my family's country and the value of our dollar is just decreasing and decreasing and decreasing and we're finding that we have to spend send more money to actually get them the amount that they need because our money sucks like yeah yeah so it's, it's a what you're witnessing and and it's a whole other subject so I you know I just want to throw that out there what you're witnessing is the fall of America. Mm. You guys really haven't been alive long enough to really know what I'm talking about from the from the early 50s and 60s on up till today. It's you know as a people we're doing worse today than in the 60s. Yeah, you know I mean, in my opinion, one of the worst things that we took a hold to was uh, integration. Mm. Once you start to integrate, then now you want to be like, mm. okay? They want to be like you, but you are educated by them and therefore want to be like them. There's a book out called The Mystification of the Negro by Cardi G. Wilson. Haven't read it. I was going to suggest you read it. It's a good one. Um, get some, it, it's, it's, a it's, it's tough. It actually goes with the Willie Lynch letters. Yes, it goes in. It goes concurrently with those. And when you, I'm telling y'all, like when you read, I read the Willie Lynch letter, like one page of it, my brain was ready to go. Like the the way in which they, it was, and it's called the Willie Lynch letters. The what is it, the making of a slave? Yes, and mm-hmm. how they legitimately said, this is how you make a slave. You do X, Y, and Z. I mean, and it's stuff that is still in effect to this very day, which is why our race and culture is so. And and in that book, he said, just do it, do it for a hundred years. Yeah. And then after that, they'll do it themselves. Mm. And that's what happened. So it, it's about differences, you know, pit the darker against the lighter. Mm-hmm. Any difference that you can find, use it to divide them. Mm. Do it for a hundred years and then they'll do it for themselves. So right now we have a dark skin, light skin. Have a tall, short, a fat. You know what I'm saying? We, we still are carrying all those things around instead of when you see me, you see the God in me. And when I see you, I see the God in you, right? We all have the same father. We always come from the same source. But because of our mindset, we've been brainwashed, is the reason why we do what we do. And then let's go back to the education system, right? We really just learned how to read and write not too long ago. You know? And then you don't have any financial knowledge as well. Mm. So you're all the way behind the eight ball. You know? So how, how can we get a, uh, get ahead of this curve? What would you suggest? I think it's, it's, it's really about education. So you have the regular education, right? You know how to read and write and provide and all that stuff. That's fine. Then you grow up and, and you get a, a job. 
right? So you know how to do that. You, you're a doctor or a lawyer or whatever it is that's your profession. You learn that. You're still missing one thing, the financial part. Because it's not about how much money you make. It's how much money you keep and how do you invest your money to have your money making money for you. And regardless of what you are, the question is, where did you learn that? Mm. Because they don't teach it anyway. They don't teach they don't teach doctors the business side of being a doctor and starting various practices. They don't teach them that. Mm. They don't teach accountants how to be millionaires. They're accountants. Right? So if you're if you're an admin, you know what I mean? You are what you are. The financial part is missing, and you got to do that on your own. Mm. They don't teach you. So can I, I just, can I go back, can we go back to integrate real quick? Cause I, I don't want to, I want to get clarity from a racial perspective, integrating as far as comparison to black wall street, how black wall street was so vibrant and so alive. And then, you know, are you like, we're not saying the, what do you, when you say integrate, like not, when I, when I what say, do you mean by that? I mean, like, uh, you know, I was born and raised in New York city mm-hmm. and in the lower part of Manhattan, there's a place called Chinatown. Mm-hmm. And in Chinatown, um, most Chinese people live there. They have all businesses, their own businesses. They have their own banks. um, And they kind of self-contained in their own area. They take care of their own economics. And that's what I mean. Rather than, because we were fine, right? We, 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 in the 60s, we had businesses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I say integrate, I mean, rather than take care of our own and live with our own and do for ourselves, now we want to branch out. And when we get a little knowledge, or a little money, we want to run somewhere else okay. instead of keeping it within our own community. And because politics without economics is a symbol without substance. Right? Mm. So we got money and we want to keep our dollars within our own community. You know what I mean? So we could have we could have done that without integrating and moving into their neighborhoods and going to their schools. You know, we didn't have to, we, we chose to. And so when you do that, there's a certain consequence that comes, comes along with that. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, so, so here's what I suggest. Once again, we talked about the Excel spreadsheet, right? Getting your house in order, understanding where your bills are, where your money is going, this and the other, and you got to set a budget, right? But once again, your budget is set based on what is your goal. Mm. If your goal is just to go on vacation next year, okay, well then you may not have to save as much. It only costs $1,200. You save $120 a month for, for 10 months, and there you go. You got your money to go on vacation. But if your goal is to buy assets that produce income, then you got to do something a little different. You know what I mean? So once again, get your credit together. Focus on the credit. First, send the letters to get get your information right. Get those names and numbers off those, the old names and numbers off your credit. Go back and send a verification letter uh, so, so you can get the credit bureaus to verify each and every negative debt that's on there. Then that's, that's the defensive side, right? At the same time, I want you to go in and get a secured credit card if you don't have one. You can go to Capital One. Once again, if you're a part of Navy Federal, you have the in-reward card. 
can go there. Um, also, you can use, and I don't know if we talked about it before, but the three banks. You can take $500 and go to three banks and take out a, a small loan. Um, and so if you have $500, you go in and get a loan. They will give you the money right back. So you put $500 in, you put it in a savings account. They'll freeze the money in a savings account, but take $500 and give it right back to you in a checking account. So what you do is you take that same five hundred dollars. So is we that like a secure card? We ain't talking about no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought we, we did. We ain't talking about this part. I thought that we talked about the credit cards, the three credit cards you needed to have. This Mastercard, one, no, American no. Express. This is this is new. This is new. Okay, this is another credit building strategy. Okay, okay. Right? It's, it's a three bank strategy. So if you only have five hundred dollars or two hundred fifty dollars, some banks will do it for two hundred fifty. You do is you go and you open up, a, um, you get a, a loan, a regular loan. So when you get the loan, they'll put the money in your savings and freeze it, but they'll give the money right back to you in a checking. You take that money out, go to another bank, put up an account, the same $250, $500, put it in, get a loan, they'll give it right back to you, take the money out, <laughs> go to another bank, and do the same thing. Wow. Now, the payment is due. And the payment is $100. Okay. What you do is you pay the $100. It will automatically reduce the, the loan amount by 100 They will release $100 into your checking. You take that 100 You go to the next bank. Pay the 100 They release it. For this. <laughs> you take it. Go to the next bank. Right? So it doesn't really cost you anything. Yeah. Wow! Now you do that for about you. I if you if you don't have any credit at all, well, let's just say just do it for the duration. It'll take you about six to eight months. Six to eight months, and, but it'll show that now you have three banks that you have good good history with. They I remember maybe, my grandpa telling my mom that, but it was just with one bank, and he said, "Go get a loan. Don't spend the money. Though. Make yeah, the payments yeah. with the loan, and it'll mm-hmm. boost your credit score up." So all we're doing is, is doing it times three. There's something out there that's that's similar to that. It's I see, I don't know if y'all see it on Facebook or social media. It's, it's something like that. It's a similar concept, but it's it's yeah. But it's yeah. I, I'd rather do it the way Mr. Scott did it because he's successful, and I don't know. But what, if, but what if you go to say like if you go to each bank, you run your credit every time. Right? Wouldn't that? No, 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 uh, no. They, because it's a um, a secured loan, they're not running oh. your credit. So we oh, got to tell them. Okay, it's a yeah. secured loan. That's why you take loan. that initial two fifty or five hundred, and you give it to them, and they freeze it because if you run off, then they'll just keep the money that you gave them. So we go in asking for a secured loan. Yes. Mm. Yes. I'm gonna do that to two because yeah. And I, and I would suggest that Navy Federal be one of the places that. This <laughs> <laughs> guy, Navy Federal, came through for me Give with a seventy three hundred dollar credit card. Yes. Hey, like, hey, okay. hey, 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 hey! So you already got your down payment money. Exactly. Right. I'm, I'm like, all right. I'm still trying to get in the club. <laughs> what's, the oh, what's the problem? What's the problem? Because Dominique and my birthdays is too close. Jay went in like, oh, we're brother and sister. No, we're not. But that was, but that was how that was. First of all, so, so let me just clarify because it gave specific listings as to what you can do for a family member. 
Brian and Sade were able to get it from a family member, a family member. So I'm the only one that was left with Dominique. Dominique and my birthday are too close together. So they want a birth certificate. They want a birth certificate. Like, I was like, listen, this is my god sister, man. Stop playing games. I'm like, my own daddy ain't on my birth certificate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think you might be able to go back in. Just give it a minute. Yeah. But also, I got I got a new love. It's called um, First Tech Credit Union. And I'm cheating on Navy Federal, not only with First Tech, <laughs> but, but with Alliant, A-L-L-I-A-N-T, Alliant Credit Credit Union. A-N-T. And they give out larger um, limits than Navy. What? Okay, but now where are these places located? Because I'm in Connecticut and Dominique is in California. So what? They they I'm do. in Georgia. So where's Alliant? That's what I'm thinking. Alliant is in Georgia. I don't I don't know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Friday, you taking notes? <laughs> I don't know where they are. I'm trying to oh the comments. I'm trying to look at the comments. But yeah, I texted all types of stuff to my husband. Jay, we got a question. Yes, we do. Uh, which which one do you see first? Um. I do credit count. Well, Rachel Marie, yes. Want to read it? Shout out, hey Rachel. Oh, so Rachel is Dominique's friend. So go ahead and yeah. read her comment, uh, Dominique. So I do credit counseling on the side. Loaning credit, borrowing credit can lead to a higher score much quicker than getting new credit. That wasn't a question, Jay. I think that's a statement. Uh, so, so then we have. Uh, do you see a counselor? What was that? Do you see a counselor? Oh, hey Nita, like that's a credit from, counselor? Oh, okay. See one of Dominique's friends. So. So, saying, do you need one? Do you see a counselor? I uh, guess she was talking. About, I don't know what she was. Yeah, I don't, Maybe I don't a credit counselor. Nita, elaborate. What do you mean? Maybe she was asking Rachel because she said she does credit counseling. Oh, so because they're they're probably responding to each other. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm telling you what it is is that. So if you don't have the time to do it yourself, you just got to be careful on who you get to do your credit because there are a lot of you. scammers out there. there are a lot of people say they're doing stuff. And a year goes by and you ain't no closer, you know, after the year than you are right now. Um, I, I would just say if you take a little time and just look over the information, you can do it yourself. Mm-hmm. You really can. It's not that hard. It just takes time. You know what I mean? Oh, Valerie had a question. Sure. I have great disposable income. I need to holler at you, Valerie. But anyway, she says, <laughs> where should I direct those additional funds, savings or paying down debt? That's my sister right there. Shout yeah. out. Shout out to my big sis. Val. See you hey, Val. Um, <laughs> basically, basically, once again, you know, the way I would answer that question is it really depends on what your goal is. Mm-hmm. If your goal is to buy assets that produce income, then I would be using that disposable income to buy assets. Mm. Right? Um, I'm trying to figure out how she got all this disposable income. Can I? I mean, I guess we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> because then, with the disposable income, if she buys assets that produce income, then she can use the income to pay down the debt. Right. Right? Makes sense. Now, you should always have some savings first. I'm not saying you don't have any savings at all, so now you're going to take your money and, you know, buy, buy assets. I would. I'm a risk taker. I wouldn't suggest that the average person, you know, do that. I would say you definitely, especially if you got children, you know, and things like that, you better make sure you have some type of savings at least three to six months, you know, on the side before you decide to go out and risk your money 
and stuff like that. That's why at some later date, I want to teach you guys how to wholesale because wholesaling, you can make money without putting out a whole bunch of money. Um, we just give you our money and you flip it. Teach me how to fish. Mrs. I just Scott. sell you the time yeah. check. Like, yeah. Yeah. Us so that way we can do it and then pass it on. Pass it on. Because what happens right. is, I think, like, if, if you have about mm, maybe 20. I'm going to say $2,500, about $2,500. This is somebody who got a little, little extra cash. I can show you how with $2,500 to turn that into $15,000 in 90 days. Okay, so I'm, I'm sure like, I got this That's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother right. thing. <laughs> that's, is that another <laughs> class in itself? Wait, is that another show? Or is that, yeah. is that, is that like, a I got this behind the scenes. We got behind the scenes, and then we'll come back later once the testimony. Yeah, I got my blackboard set up, and I can actually take you to the board and show you how to do it. But so, but what happens is, as you guys are traveling around, keep your eyes open. Properties that are vacant, dilapidated, high grass, the roof is, you know, coming down. Cars parked on the lawn. Write down those addresses. When you write down those addresses, then you can go and you can skip trace them. When you skip trace them, you can find out the person's name. I mean, the person's most likely the name, phone number, and email address. And then you call them. You call them. You want to know if the property's for sale. If it is, fine. You write a contract, right? Now, I'm just I'm giving you the high version, right? I'm not giving you the, the details. Mm-hmm. So once once you get the contract um, written, then you have ownership in that property, contractual ownership. Now you have to find somebody else and sell them the property. I think I, I think I told you guys. And that's that's just how I did it. I have a contract right now. I have one in Gary, Indiana. I'm in Georgia. Hey, Gary. Uh, you from <laughs> Gary? That's yes. what you're from. You're down the street yeah, from Michael Jackson and them. Right from yeah. the Jacksons, right down the street from the Jacksons. Yeah. <laughs> My wife is from, um, she went to Roosevelt. Okay. Uh, her, her sisters went to Horace Mann. Yes, that's where my mom went. Yeah, yeah and I think I think my wife lived on Madison. They probably know each other. Probably. Like her mom probably know your wife. Yeah, my mom went to Horseman. My dad did Dang, too. Yeah, that's crazy. Really? Yeah. So right now I'm in Gary. I got contracts on houses in in, in Gary. From from right here. Yeah. How'd you do that though? Hey, hey, hey. Okay, okay. Hey. <laughs> hey. 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 I don't want to know, Mr. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, no, what happens is um, I, I, pull, I have a, a system that's called PropStream. And PropStream allows me to go in and pull different lists based on my own uh, criteria. Mm-hmm. So I say find people in Gary who own homes, who don't live there, who the price range is whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I get a list. I skip trace it and I send out automated text messages that go out automatically and talk to the people. And I only talk to people who want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. You got a house to sell. When I say, hey, listen, this is Robert. Um, I'm just inquiring about a house at 123 Main Street. Would you like to sell? If you say yes, 
now you text message me. So then we start a conversation. Okay, what the house is? Does it need repairs? Blah, 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 blah. I get on DocuSign, put the contract, send it to them. They sign it, done deal. Am I the only one that's like imagining Mr. Scott just sitting right there making a lot of money? <laughs> like just sitting there. I don't go out that often. I might go to the store, or, you know, I go with my wife or something like that. But these days I try to stay right here. So, and, you know, like I said, the internet, the internet is a game changer. Yeah. Before you would have to go out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go out. I don't have to go out. I can, I can do um, what they call it. The Google earth. Oh, Google Maps? Yes, right. Yeah. You can go into a city and go up and down the street yeah. and all of that stuff virtually. Why would you have to be there? True. Got another, got another. Uh, we said that text messages here in Georgia. Got a property under contract right now for like 98000 I think the property's worth about 250000 What? So our goal is to flip it out in the next 30 days and make about fifteen to 20000 mm. Teachers, Mr. Scott. Teach us how to fish. Teach us, teach us. Sitting here like, uh, get up here and sit down. For $2,400. $2, so, um, and basically what happens is that that is, you know, the whole real estate thing, right? So once again, what we're doing there is we're flipping properties as a cash acquisition strategy to use that cash to buy multifamily. Right. So that's what we're doing. So. Uh, you can use that because the name of the game, right? It's also multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. You don't want just one. So you got your job, mm-hmm. you got your affiliate marketing, right? You got your internet podcast that once you build up your base, you should be able to monetize that with merch or, or whatever or whatever it is, right? As as an adjunct to your to your stream of income, and then real estate. Because everywhere you go, it's real estate. You, everybody now is in real estate. When you leave there, where you going? Real estate. real estate. You leave there, and you go to the office, real estate. You leave there, go to Wendy's, McDonald's, Popeye's, real estate. You leave there, go to church, real estate. You leave there, go to the office, real estate. You leave there, go to the skating ring, bowling alley, go to the golf course, real estate. Mm. Right. So you you got to be involved in real estate. And I'm suggesting that if you don't have a house right now, you're looking for one, make your first one a duplex. If I could do it over, that's what I would have done. Because now you can you can live rent free and put some money in your pocket. Mm. Oh, somebody said I went to sit on my sofa <laughs> <laughs> with my picture. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so I have thought about the whole duplex situation. Yes. Then I got three kids, so I'm like. Is that going to be enough space for us? Or is that one of those sacrificial things until? The way I look at it right now, let's use the assumption that we're all striving to buy assets that produce income, right? So if you already own a house, you have a mortgage. That mortgage is a liability. So the question is, now what do we do about that? How do we create some type of income Mm -hmm. that will help us to pay that mortgage? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't go out and buy a duplex to actually live in. I would buy it as an investment. Mm-hmm. Right. So because, I'm speaking from a place of not owning a house yet. So instead of us looking for a, a single family house, should we be looking for a duplex to go into our first whatever and if, then move if, from that? 
Right. I'm saying if you can find one that's big enough, like you said, you have children, you may not be able to find one that's big enough. Um, but I still may go ahead and invest in a duplex or a triplex or quad because let's say one side is enough to pay the mortgage. The mortgage is, you know, $1,800 and one side pays $1,800. The other side is paying $1,800. That's $1,800 now that you can use to defer the cost of where you live now, right? So if where you live now only costs you twelve, and they're paying eighteen, then that means you're putting six hundred dollars in your pocket every month, and you're living rent free. Now you can take that six hundred dollars, save it up, right, and eventually move out from where you are, and buy your own place, utilizing the money that's coming from, um, from that duplex. Mm-hmm. What's your take on condos with like HOA fees and all that? I hate them. I hate them. I I don't, I don't mess with them. I don't, I don't like. I don't like anybody telling me what to do and putting restraints on me. Those HOAs, they definitely will do it. You know yeah. what I mean? If you're late on a payment or you didn't pay the water, you, you painted it the wrong color or something like that. I just I just hate them. I don't. First of all, I don't like condos. You know what I mean? Um, condos is something, in my opinion, that a lot of younger folks have started to get into. But, you know, when I was coming up, probably wasn't that many condos, you know, people were living in the condos like that. Um, I, I, I just think that it's better to stay with like a bread and butter, three bedroom, two bath home. Um, that's kind of like the standard. And once again, you know, you want to play Monopoly. You want to get four four houses or two duplexes, however it comes up to four. And you want to do what's called a 1031 tax exchange, exchange those four for a multifamily, right? And in Monopoly, you get four greenhouses, then you can trade those in for the for the red hotel. So in real life, four houses, right? The red hotel is a multifamily unit. So if the four houses, let's say their combined value is a million dollars, then you can use that million for a down payment on something that may be, you know, a hundred million. Or fifty million, or something like that, and that's how you level up. Because now you go from four units that's cash flowing to let's say fifty units that's cash flowing. So that's that's a big difference right there. Um, and as now remember, we're talking over five years, right? We're not talking about tomorrow, next year. Over five years, so five years down the road, you got 50, 50 units. Each unit bringing in a hundred dollars a piece, you're good. That's fifty thousand, right? You're good. You don't you don't need a. You can do whatever you want to do, right? You know what I mean. But 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 because you're young, right? In five years, you're not even forty years old yet. Now you just go for it. Now you just go for it. You know what I'm saying? Just because just, now you understand, mm. now you can branch out. Right, and start mm-hmm. to do everything. You can create a nonprofit. You mm-hmm. can do all of those things that helping people takes money. Right? Yeah, it does. You can't be. I mean, you can be a blessing to people with your time and your words, but you know, money in this society goes a long way. So, if you wanted to create a a home, or um, you bought a bunch of land and you want to build houses on the land so that people coming out of jail would have a reentry into society or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It takes money. Wow. Right? You just can't hope and wish. 
Right. That takes money. And so over time, once you get yourself together, then you can get extra, you know, income coming in or partner with other people, you know, to do other things. Mm. Right. And scripture says we're blessed to be a blessing. You know what I mean? That's the we're supposed to be the lenders and not the borrowers. You know what I mean? Like we're supposed to have wealth as Christians, you know, because I mean, I've had no money and a lot of money. I'm telling you, a lot of money is better. Okay, what nobody said. <laughs> so, and, and it's not so much. And, 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 and so let me be clear, you know, because we talked about it last time. It's the love of money, right? Correct. It's the love of money that's the root to all evil, not the money itself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so money is like the internet. It will expose you. Yeah. Right? So the internet, it's not, you say, oh, I wonder if all these things were happening. Yeah, they were happening before the internet came. Yeah. The internet now exposed it. Right. right. Because we, everybody's got a camera. So anytime you do anything, you got a camera in your face. You know what I mean? So, but the thing, they were happening anyway. Cops were shooting back, um, people in the back before. Right. right. They were lying on us, throwing guns, putting drugs in your car. They were always doing that. But now it's being exposed. Right. So the whole world can see the corruption mm. as opposed to just the people you know, in, the, in the community. Um, but once again, like I said, man, you guys are young. Hybrid, you know what I mean? You you you're in the right place at the right time. You guys got the right. internet, man. So you just so you saying you saying in five years we could really have oh yeah fifty basically fifty properties between the three of us. That's hundred and fifty properties easily, easily. That's not hard. Well, I'm, I'm, not hard at all. We, we we ready to take that step. I'm just, uh, so are we are we are we committing to something right now? So we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith or grace. And so with that being said, we want to offer the plan of salvation to all of our listeners, both near and abroad. So if you would just repeat after me, whether you're in your car, whether you're at home, on the job, you name it, repeat this prayer after me. All right. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I believe you died for my sins. Right now, I turn from my sins and open the door of my heart and life to you. I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. And as we leave you, we leave you with the promise of God. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, establish you and give you peace. And always remember that Jesus is the vine and we are the branches.